Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. And good morning, Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. Fill us up again. Let it rain on us. Pour out on us, Father. Yes. Let it overflow. Good morning to each of you who have joined us today. Just let the rain flow over you. Amen. Can you just feel the presence of God's sweet Holy Spirit? Can you feel his presence this morning? Thank you. Thank you for joining with us, for joining the call. And we welcome you, Father God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Jesus. Thank you. Such a sweet fragrance. Sweet fragrance on the call. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator the leaders of our house at New Destiny are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We say good morning to you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We want to say good morning and send blessings to our prayer call controller this morning, Sister Sidonia Fazell. We bless you, Sister Sidonia. We thank you for starting the call way before we even come on. Our prayer requests and praise reports will be offered up by Sister Yvette Antieza. Sister Yvette, we say good morning to you, sis. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene and Sister Sadonia. Good morning also to our prayer devotion leader this morning. Good morning to Bishop and Pastor Adrian and to all on the line. By the mercies of our God, I am doing very well. Thank you so much, Sister Charlene. Amen. Thank you. And thank you, Father, for your mercy. Hallelujah. Your compassions that are new every morning. Our devotion leader this morning is Sister Margaret Johnson. We say good morning to you, Sister Margaret. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. Good morning to all that are on the call. I am doing well. All is well. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. You sound well, sis. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go before the court of the Lord this morning together. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We thank you for this. 27th day, hallelujah, this day of agreement and perfection, we thank you, Father, for this day that you've made, and we're ready, Father, to partake of our daily bread today, hallelujah, we thank you for your word, dear Father, that you've prepared through the mouth of Sister Margaret. We're ready to receive from you, and we're ready to offer back up to you, Father. Hallelujah. 
the prayers, prayers, dear Father. Hallelujah. And Father, we ask, dear God, that you receive our offering today. We yield ourselves to you to receive whatever you have for us that we may fulfill your purpose in the earth. We bless you. We give you honor. And we thank you again. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Sister Margaret, we're ready for you. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to our bishop and Pastor Adrian. It is always an honor and a privilege to come before you. I don't take it lightly, and so we praise God for that honor and for that privilege. Um, this morning, we're going to be reading out of 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and I'm going to start with verse 24, reading verses 24 through 27. I'm going to be reading it out of the Passion translation, and we're going to be talking about disciplining ourselves to be fit to serve. Um, When I heard that, it was so powerful and so um, hmm, reflective, that's the word I want to use. It made me look at myself. It made me look inside. Am I disciplined and am I fit to serve? And what areas of my life do I need to Uh, be better disciplined so that when my Lord and Savior comes back, um, he finds me uh, in faith. He finds me serving uh, the way he called me to, not the way I want to. Um, And so that's different. Not the way I want to, not the way we want to, but are we serving the Lord the way he has asked us to? So we're going to take a look at Paul's disciplined lifestyle, and we're going to use that as a model uh, this morning, we'll look at Jesus as well, but mostly Paul from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. <clears throat> and it reads this way. Isn't it obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep on running to win, but only one receives the victor's prize? Yet each one of us, it says each one of you, I'm saying us because we're personalizing it, yet each one of us must run the race to be victorious. A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a laurel wreath that quickly withers. In those days, the the prize wasn't a a medal, but it was a laurel wreath, a wreath of leaves that was woven together. Um, But we run our our race to win a victor's crown that will last forever. For that reason, Paul says, I don't run just for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train, Paul says, like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and get it under my control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. I myself won't be disqualified. So it starts off and it says, isn't it obvious that all the runners on a racetrack, and of course in Paul's day they were running in the stadium near Corinth, um, that all the runners keep on running to win. And that's, that's, that jumped out at me, that they're running to win. 
They keep on running. One, they keep on running. So quitting is not an option. So I, I encourage you all today, and I say to you, quitting is not an option. And I know you're not thinking about quitting because you're up at 5 o'clock in the morning on a prayer call. But sometimes the enemy comes against us to try to get us to give up and to quit, to cave in, to settle. And Paul says all the runners on the racetrack keep on running. So quitting is not an option. And they keep on running to win, but only one person is going to receive the prize. So that means they're in competition mode. They're going after the prize. They're going, they're running to win. So I encourage you this morning, run to win. Some people do things hoping to not lose. They, they, they're playing, they're living their life to not lose. And playing or living to not lose, that's different than pursuing victory. That's different than running to win. So if you're playing to win, your goal is to win. And if you're playing to not lose, the goal is not to win, but to avoid loss, to avoid losing, to avoid loss. The enemy wants to trick believers into not gaining ground. He wants to trick believers into not advancing, not taking territory, but saying, if, if I just stay here, I, I'm okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing too bad right now. I'm okay. I'm good. How many times have we heard that? I'm good, right? The enemy tries to trick us in saying, you know, um, and, and I'm going to say this. Recognize the trick of the enemy. The enemy's job is suggested to you in first person. So when he's speaking, he's not saying you this, you that. He's saying it in the first person, I. So he's trying to get us to take the thought. And so it may come out the devil suggesting I am too old. I am good right here. I don't want to work that hard. I have already won in my life. I am already a success. I don't have to do more. I am not going to be greedy. I am satisfied where I am. So we have to recognize the strategies of the devil. He doesn't say you are too old. If he said you're too old, you'd know it wasn't you talking to you. He says it in the first person. So we have to not take the thought pull down the imagination, any other high thought that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God and speak the word, okay? So I'm saying no. The word says in Philippians 3, 13 through 14 in the New Living Translation, I don't mean to say, Paul is saying, he's Paul again, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. He's saying I, I, I'm not perfect. I'm not there yet. But this is what I'm doing, and this is what we need to do. We press. We press on. The definition of press is to, to move or to cause to move into a position of contact with something by exerting continuous physical force. We're pressing. We're, we're using some continuous physical force in the natural as, as well as in the spirit, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through confession, whether that's through worship. We're pressing. We're not running this race of life to not lose. We're running it to win. We're running it so that when we hit the end, we hear our Father say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so the, think about this, point one, the olive tree, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited here. The olive tree, the olive, does not yield its precious oil until it's pressed, until there is continuous physical force pressed on the olive it doesn't yield the olive oil. And sometimes 
the pressure that we go through is not to break us, but it's to develop us. It's to pull out of us what God has placed in us that we may not even know we possess. And the pressing activates, listen to this, the pressing activates new gifts and new anointings within us. So we're talking about discipline ourselves to be fit to serve. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 says, isn't it obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep on running to win? We're living this life to win, but only one receives the prize. Yet in this life, each one of us must run the race to be victorious. So we're running to win, not running to minimize loss. A true athlete, verse 25 says, a true athlete will be disciplined in every uh, aspect. So when, when being an athlete, the first thing required from an athlete is self-discipline. So point number two, in God, the first thing that's required of us as Christians, as disciples of Christ, is self-discipline. Self-discipline builds our character. Self-discipline helps us to focus. Self-discipline helps us to obtain, attain the ability to work towards achieving the God-given targets without distractions. That's point number two. Distractions will come. But disciplining ourselves in prayer means you don't stop praying when the trouble hits. Disciplining yourself in praise and worship means even though things are not yet the way we want them, we still praise God. We still bless him in the middle of the storm. We still bless him in the middle of the trial. You still bless him in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the persecution, in the middle of the sorrow. Disciplining yourselves in reading and studying the word is, is that as life gets busy, you get up earlier so you have intimate time. You're still a way to read. You're, you're reading at your lunchtime. You're sitting in your car doing devotion. You stay up late. You're, you're listening at lunchtime to words of encouragement, preaching, uh, uh, worship. Uh, you're man of God. Scheduling your word breaks. That, that's disciplining yourself. Disciplining yourself means that you put a guard over your mouth, the word says, and you only say what God says. A lot, uh, uh, what we want to see we only say what God says, and we only say what we want to see. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things have a good report, we speak of those things. We speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making a melody in our heart to the Lord. A true athlete is disciplined in every respect. And so I declare over everyone on this line and everyone that listens to the recording later, you are a true athlete in the spirit. And you discipline yourselves. We discipline ourselves in every respect. So we just talked about some of the disciplines as a child of God. And, and there's, there's plenty more, right? Um, these are just some of them. But those are the things that we need to do, that we need to implement as we live our life, not a lifestyle, because lifestyles can change. It's our life. This is our life. We live a life of discipline. We run our race, not for a laurel wreath that withers, not even for a gold, silver, or bronze medal like in the Olympics. We don't run our life for the trophy in the World Series. We don't run it like that big silver football that they have in the Super Bowl when you win the Super Bowl. We don't even run it for the gold basketball trophy that they give uh, 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 in the NBA, champion, NBA championship. But we run our race to win a victor's crown that will last forever. We have an eternal prize. We do this life to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. So in order to discipline ourselves to be fit to serve, 
we must <clears throat> excuse me, recognize who we're serving. First Samuel twelve twenty four says, Only fear the Lord and serve him. Serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. The Lord has saved us. He's rescued us uh, from trouble. He's redeemed our lives from destruction. He's been our advocate in the courts of heaven. He shed his blood for all of our sins, past, present, and future. He's given us hope. He's delivered us from the traps of the enemy. He's rescued us from danger, from car crashes, from other calamities. He's canceled debt. He's healed our bodies. He's healed our, 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 our loved ones. He's saved our loved ones. He's spoken to us in the middle of the trials. He's given us joy and so much more. We serve God. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, My beloved brethren, be steadfast. That's our charge today. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord our labor is not in vain. Colossians says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Romans 12 says, Do not be slothful in zeal. Don't be lazy, but be fervent in spirit. And serve the Lord. So why are we serving? We want to be disciplined to be fit to serve. We recognize we're serving the Lord, but why are we doing this? First Peter says, you are a chosen race. You are royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We serve because Jesus said that whatever that whoever would be great among us would be a servant, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And just as Jesus is, so are we in the earth. Jesus disciplined himself. He always got up early to pray the word. We sit over and over. We got up uh, uh, on the mountain by himself to pray after uh, he left early to pray. He went off to the mountain to pray. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. And so Jesus disciplined himself. Paul disciplined himself. And so point number three, just as Jesus is, so are we. We have the capacity of Jesus placed inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Jesus disciplined himself to play, and so we too must pray and not faint. Spending time alone with God will enable us to get the heart of the Father. We can agree with heaven's agenda. We can get God's wisdom. We can get strategies to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Yes, we'll get strategies for our stuff, but the bigger picture is to get the strategy of the kingdom of heaven so that we can bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Disciplining ourselves to pray and to listen to God increases our faith. It improves our relationship. It allows us to operate in the kingdom dimension where signs, wonders, and miracles follow us. So in closing, we must live our life with purpose, And every step that we take, this is not a practice. This is real life. We're live here. So we must discipline ourselves in the undisciplined areas so that we can get better and better and better. Go from faith to faith and glory to glory and strength to strength. God is looking for people that are faithful so that he can show himself strong in us. When Jesus returns, here's the question. Will he find us disqualified because we didn't put in the work? Or will he find faith in the earth? I decree and declare over each one of us, as for us and our homes, our families, we will serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Charlene? Amen, amen, amen. 
Thank you, Sister Margaret, for such a powerful word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This pressing is not to break us, but to make us. Always keep that in the forefront of your mind and your heart. The pressure brings forth new gifts and new anointings within us. New oil flows. Amen. Thank you, Sister Margaret. Saints, let's stand in agreement now and believe together as Sister Yvette comes to pray. We stand together here on earth as touching. So we know that whatever we ask, it shall be done of Father God in heaven on our behalf. And we know that he's heard us. We know that our petitions have been granted. Sister Yvette, we're ready for you. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Wow, powerful, powerful devotion this morning, Sister Margaret. Thank you. Thank you so much. We feel your energy and excitement. Hallelujah. So this morning we are going to lift up before the Lord, the body of Christ, his church. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are full of grace and mercy. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will guide and anoint our prayer today. Father, cause the body of Christ to come up higher, for there is a greater call in this hour. Lord, we ask that you crown your ecclesia, your sons and daughters with your wisdom and discernment. In our daily walk, O oh God, we ask that you help us to choose what is right, what is noble, just, pure, godly, good, and true in your sight. Allow us to listen to your voice and help us choose well. We hear so many voices and we need your wisdom and discernment especially, Lord God, in the months and the year ahead where there will be great turmoil in this world. We declare we will live in alignment with your will. Let us listen to you, even if it's the faintest whisper, cause us to hear you, O God. We declare this morning that we will stay in sync with the Holy Spirit so we hear the rhythm of your heartbeat in order to move wisely and live in this difficult time and not to be deceived by the enemy. We know, Lord God, that the time has shifted and we are in times of intense battle with the enemy in so many areas of our lives. So we ask, Lord God, for your help and protection. We decree we are covered in the blood of Jesus and no foe can stand against us, your church, in Jesus' name. We decree we are winners in every battle that we face. We know, Lord God, around us is chaos everywhere, but we know we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this because you have a great plan in each and every one of us. You will use us to win souls and to change someone's life. We declare, O oh God, that this morning you who is in us is greater than the God of this world. We declare we stand strong for our trust and confidence is in you alone. Our eyes are fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Father, develop in us a relentless pursuit.
pursuit of your presence and uncompromising faith, O God. Help us to be authentic followers of you, O God. We declare we will use wisdom and discernment and continue to walk in your ways. We declare we will use the authority and all the weapons you've given us. We declare, O God, we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. We will stay vigilant and watchful in this hour. Father, protect your church from all the wiles of the enemy and let us stand boldly against him knowing that he is already a defeated foe. We declare every believer, O God, your church, your ecclesia is stable. One who is not likely to give away or overturn. One who is firmly fixed in place. One who will not collapse under the pressure. One who is not compromising with faith. Strong, tenacious, and ready to run to the battle. As pressure coming, Lord God, many will not be able to stand up under, but we declare your ecclesia, your church will stand forever in the name of Jesus. Father, I also pray for restitution and divine recovery, Lord God, of everything the church lost these past years and the years prior. We pray, Lord God, for divine recovery physically, spiritually, materially, O God. I pray wholeness in the spirit, in the soul, mind, emotion, and will, and body for all the enemy has stolen from the body of Christ. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you begin to bring life, healing, and total restoration in the name of Jesus. Release the angelic to pay back that which is rightfully ours, O God. We pray provision will come to the body of Christ to work out through us, and we will not hold unto it, O God, but share the blessing so it comes in and it goes through so that, Lord God, more will come to us. We declare we will not operate in the fear of lack, for you have more than enough for us, O God. The body of Christ will provide for the hurting and the needy, O God. This is our declaration. We will be filled up to overflowing to the blessing of many. We declare our storehouses are now ready for increase in the name of Jesus. Our burns filled with bountiful blessings. But most of all, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that we will live a holy life as you are a holy God. We declare the ecclesia will walk in the fullness of your authority vested to us as we seek your holiness and your presence. Mold us into pure vessels worthy of honor. Mold our character, O God. We know we are all in process. Let let our motivation be building your kingdom, O God. So, Lord God, we thank you. We ask, Lord God, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you for hearing our voice of supplication and declaration decreased this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Sister Yvette. And we agree in Jesus' name and say it is so. Thank you again, Sister Yvette. We want to quickly swing back to you, Sister Margaret. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? 
Yeah, just one thing, Sister Charlene. What a powerful prayer um, this morning that got prayed over each one of us. I want to just encourage everybody to receive that, receive that for yourself. Maybe even go back and listen to that again and recognize what God is speaking over you. Um, you know, disciplining ourselves, it, it's not easy work. Um, it, it's simple to say it but it's not always as easy to do. It is work. Um, Bishop said Sunday to write down the areas that you need discipline in, and I want to encourage you, beloved, if you didn't do that, do that. Just pick, write the list, but pick one area and, and just begin to pray to God about that area. And then because faith needs action, pick one or two things that you can do today to start disciplining yourself in one area, just take it one area at a time. And when you take action, um, know and watch that God will meet you. He'll bless the works of your hands because God is faithful, and he helps us to be faithful when we step out in faith. So I just wanted to encourage you. It, it, it is work, but it's good work, and God can do a good work in you. And think about where you could be if you start it now finishing the year strong by disciplining your, yourself in an area that you weren't disciplined in before. And you can look back and, and, and smile and see what God has done in you. So um, that's all I have for this morning, Sister. Um, God bless you all. Um, back to you, Sister Charlene. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Margaret. We have a couple of announcements before we conclude our call today. Please remember to send in your prayer requests Send them into www.newdestiny.online. From the home page, click Connect and scroll down and enter your prayer request. We love to pray. We have been called to pray, and we will pray without ceasing. Uh, remember, corporate prayer will be held at the Pittsburgh campus this Saturday at 7 a.m. This is the last Saturday of the month of October so you don't want to miss out. Amen. So come on out for the fifth Saturday, the Saturday of grace. Come on out to the Pittsburgh campus. We will be live streaming if you can't make it, but I pray that you press, press. Again, we talk, we're talking about being disciplined. Can we be disciplined just to come out to the house of the Lord to come together in unity, to assemble ourselves together in unity, physically to pray. We know prayer has no distance, but can we come and touch and agree physically in Jesus' name? Lastly, before we open the lines at the end of the call, we ask that you please pray in your heavenly language. All others, Please offer up a prayer of thanksgiving, just saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Sister Margaret, Sister Yvette, and Sister Sidonia, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. Please invite others to join in with us weekdays, Wednesday and Thursday mornings at 5 a.m., We love to pray, and we welcome others to come in, other intercessors, 
come and join us in prayer. Let's go before Father God again, before we end our call. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for the powerful word that you, Father, gave us today. You you just keep giving us more and more of yourself as we yield to you. And Father, we thank you that the more that we become disciplined, the more that we are disciplined, we call ourselves disciplined. We call those things that be not as though they are. So we call ourselves disciplined. And the more that we are disciplined, the more that you reveal more facets of who you are. And we thank you, Father. Father, I ask that you bless your intercessors this morning. Father, touch every heart so that your people not only feel your nudge, but respond in obedience when you call. Respond without reluctancy or hesitancy, but immediately with urgency and with fervency. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just as the example of the fervency of our our devotion leader and our prayer leader this morning, Father, thank you, Father, that we, Father, your people, operate in fervency. You said the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Father, I decree and I declare that we, your people, are disciplined in every area of our lives, every area of our lives. Because we no longer walk in our own ways, but we trust you. We trust you, Lord, with all our hearts. We lean not to our own understanding. We acknowledge you in all our ways. We know, Father, we're confident that your spirit leads us. Your spirit directs our path. And we declare that we are disciplined, and we will follow after you. We are hidden with Christ in you. Hallelujah. Strengthen your, the hearts of your sons and daughters, Father, that we won't be disqualified. Yes. I decree and declare Second Corinthians 12 and 9, Father, your grace is sufficient. Your strength, Father, is perfected in our weakness. Therefore, we're not operating in our own strength, Father. But we're operating in your strength. We are hidden with Christ in you, no longer us, Father, but you. You operating through us. Therefore, we are not disqualified. Hallelujah, because our God qualifies us. Hallelujah, through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be thou glorified, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that our lives have been changed. We thank you, Father, that our lives are 
disciplined. We glorify you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we are transformed by your spirit. Father, fan the flames. Fan the flames, Father, as you draw us deeper. Fan the flames. This we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. And I declare and decree no weapon formed against your people shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn, we condemn it. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And our righteousness is of you, Lord. We stand righteous only because of your blood. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Sister Sidonia, please open the lines for the saints to continue in prayer together. <laughs> 